Hello and welcome to another episode of. I was just about to say another episode of Under the Kosh, but it's the Kosh Cast. Yeah, those are the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. It's another episode of the Kosh Cast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex, and correcting me is Bernie. Hello, Alex. How you doing, man? You've got a T-shirt on that says "Work Hard," but if yeah. anything, I feel yeah, like I, you're working I, too hard. Well, I'm a big Rishi Sunak fan now, so you know <laughs> <laughs> all the conservative messaging is what I go with nowadays. <laughs> this this podcast is pulling itself up by its bootstraps, <laughs> even though uh, the boots are already on for some people. That's uh, true. Um, also, in the same week that I'm trying to unincorporate us, <laughs> not really yes. the right message, is it? No, not at all. No, I, uh, we we like incorporated for no particular well there was a reason but it, it turns out in retrospect it wasn't yeah we're really not a good enough reason because we don't want to we don't want you to use leverage it against us yeah good point um anyway it's just more admin than it's worth so yeah, yeah. anyway but, just fine before we get started i see that you've mm. chosen so for listeners we use zencaster and you can choose guests can choose the name that they come in with and you've chosen allegro out or Allegrout. Yeah, uh, I was I was thinking well because Juventus lost four three to Benfica today, right? Yeah, and they're out of the Champions League. They got like two points. They are pathetic. Uh, and yeah, Allegri needs to go, man. So I was thinking, what would the hashtag be? And Allegri yeah. out is just the vowel placements is just too much. I think. Yeah, 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 the yeah. IOU, which is. I I guess what they'll have to give him when they put him on gardening leave anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I w- this weekend I went to an Italian restaurant called Via Allegra, I think it is, or Via Allegro or something like that. So that, that really reminded me of that. Any good? Yeah, yeah better than Allegri for sure. <laughs> I mean, the bar is extremely low, but yeah. Um, yeah, I he's got to go, surely. Like, I mean, I know that there's the whole thing about he's got a long contract and they can't afford it. But okay, let's just assume they're paying him anyway. Then mm-hmm. just find anyone off the street to be the actual manager, and things have to improve. You don't even have to pay them very much. Yeah, I mean, especially because the structure of the club is so bad. Like, I I agree he's doing a very shit job because he's losing to really really bad teams. And I'm not saying Mefiga are bad; they're not a bad team. But like, I know you, you Juventus, you should be beating them. That's just how it is. And they've been losing games. I think they lost to someone before this in this group who was who was supposed to be the shit team in the group I can't remember who they are didn't they lose to did they lose to Maccabi or am I making that up I remember some really terrible result for them yeah um, anyway but yeah they've had too many maybe they all just mold together but <laughs> I think the last time we talked about them their squad is just so bad like it's it's really really bad so mm-hmm. can some you know shit bag off the street fix it I don't know I really don't know <laughs> so yeah, they lost two 0 to Maccabi Haifa, um, who got absolutely destroyed by PSG seven two today. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, Juve could get Nedved to do it. He's hanging around. I know he's got other priorities. If you see the videos of him that pop up yeah. on the internet, all the um, things he's hanging on to. <laughs> but you know, he's living. He's living the life. That guy. He just like sits around. Probably chats about transfers, has an espresso, you know, 
and then goes back to his job and and no, never gets any ramifications for Juve being shit, even though he's a decision maker. This is true. So put this him in charge. True. Let him actually do some work, like your t-shirt says. Uh, sure. it, it, like you said, it can't be any worse than, <laughs> than this. It's just funny to me because obviously the United um, fans are, are laughing because Pogba left and they're going to see him again. <laughs> in the Europa League? <laughs> yep. And, and arguably... The, the team is worse. <laughs> the Juventus are arguably worse. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point you'd have to say they are. I'm just looking at the last. Fi- oh, mate, Juve might not even make it into the Europa League because so they're tied on points with Maccabi Haifa, mm-hmm. who whose last game is Benfica, but Maccabi are at home and Juve are at home to PSG. So, I mean, they might just crash out of everything. So, like, here's my question. And, and wow, you're right. They, <laughs> that would be funny. Um, mm-hmm. Would you rather crash out all Because t- I know a couple years ago, the answer would have been yes. Like, for a big enough club, you'd rather just crash out the whole thing and not go to Europa. But do you think that that narrative has changed a little bit in recent years where, like, actually clubs really want to go deep in Europa and win the thing? I think that's a really interesting question. I think probably yes, and for a couple of reasons. One is the Champions League is just so hard to win. The next thing to win is the Europa League. And so I think it's gaining a bit of respect in that sense. Like It just feels like there are a lot more decent teams around. Like When the mm. teams that crash into the Europa League from the Champions League come in, it, it really is like a proper serious competition at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and winning it is is a pretty big deal. Um, even though the man who's won it more times than anyone else in the world is now managing Aston Villa, but we'll get to that. Um, But the other thing, like for Juve, is they are eighth in the table. They have 19 points. Atalanta are in fourth with 24. There is Mm. zero guarantee that Juve will make it back into the Champions League whatsoever. And the Europa League is is an avenue to do that. So I think, yeah, if they are in it, they have to kind of go for it. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, they they really should try and do something in that tournament for sure. Uh, the, yeah, wow. Good, good I luck. mean, whether they have the squad to do that, I really don't know at all. But, you know. It would be so funny to me if, you know, and I have no ill will for the man. In actual mm. fact, it's just, just funny. Pogba with all the underachievement under Manchester United and blah, blah, blah. And that whole narrative goes to Juventus and it's a worse situation. <laughs> it's looking very likely at this point. It's looking very, very oh, likely. Oh, um, one team who's always good in Europe, Chelsea. Uh, Salzburg beat them 2-1 away. Oh, sorry, Chelsea beat Salzburg 2-1 away from home. Chelsea are now qualified. Uh, Potter kind of just making it look easy. Little, uh, you know what? In Europe, he's doing really well. Mm. Um, and and if you think about it, in some sense, he's his style kind of makes sense in Europe. Like it's the old adage of the continental football. You know, yes. English clubs never really understood, but you know, some Mavericks kind of did. And I mean, if you really think about it, he cut his teeth in Scandinavia and 
like learning the super uber tactical parts of the game and then came to England with that. So he wasn't tainted by the nonsense before. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't so, spend 15 years playing 442. Yeah. <laughs> so like I I think it I think it makes sense cuz to me they've really actually looked pretty mediocre in the Premier League even though mm. they've won some games. Meanwhile in Europe they've looked really good and I think I think it is it makes sense knowing his profile. Yeah, I think that's fair. Man I, I'm not sure if you've seen the goals yet, but Havertz scored an absolute screamer in this one. It was one of those goals where you're like, "Is this a fluke?" Because if not, you should probably shoot more. It's like if this if this is what you've got in your locker, why do we never see it? It was kind yeah, of one so of those one so of those so kind so. of things. <laughs> um, they missed a lot of chances, and Aubameyang missed a ton of them himself. And I thought, I, I don't know if there's a curse on strikers over there. Or it's just Obama is, is done. It could be a combination of both, but ugh, it's getting ridiculous the chances that they miss. It's yeah, it's bad. He was yeah. He, you just can't like at this level. I mean, obviously they got away with it in, in this case, but you can't uh, you know at the top level have your striker missing those kind of chances. And like I know Potter's been a lot better with rotating and having youth have a chance and what have you. But I think you really have to start thinking that Broja has to get a run as the first choice tri- striker to see if it improves things. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't... Aubameyang hasn't been horrendous, but it can't get much worse with the chances that he's missing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, While we're on youth players, uh, Trevor Shalaba is very good. <laughs> it's very good. It, it makes it all the more weird that Tuchel wasn't giving him chances. Um, it's just another one of those, like, Chelsea centre-backs that they just roll off the production line. Yeah, uh, it's like, did you need to spend a combined 120 million on Koulibaly and uh, Fofana? Who Koulibaly has been shit, and Fofana we haven't seen in forever. Been dead. Yeah. Like, nah, I'm not. I'm not sure. But yeah. Maybe at least one of them, but not two. <laughs> but yeah, that's fair. Um, Borussia Dortmund nil, Manchester City nil. Um, City, did they they drew their last Champions League game as well. Like it's a couple in a row now. Um, not that it matters. Obviously, they're qualified anyway. Um. From the highlights for this, though, I picked up two things. One is Karim Adeyemi was rinsing them. That kid mm. is quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that uh, Dortmund's keeper, who I don't really know, uh, so they had Roman Berkey and he was horrendous. Um, and they've replaced him. And I can't remember the guy's name, Koppel or something. Uh, the commentator said his nickname is the Octopus. Wow. Um, Which is like not a very imaginative nickname for a keeper, but quite complimentary. I hope he's that good because <laughs> it's not what Ochoa's nickname was. I was thinking there was another one, uh, but then if his career mimics him, then he's just going to be useful in <laughs> international <laughs> World Cups. Yeah, uh, I mean uh, he did save a penalty, um, so there was that. Is it that, or is Mares just really shit at them? I think I he misses more than he scores. Which, in which case, like, why is anyone letting him anywhere near the penalty spot? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I just, I'm genuinely curious. I have no idea. I, if, if I was not confident about him, I'd probably let Ruben Diaz just run up and smash it. <laughs> I feel like he could probably kick it a thousand miles an hour. I, I would. I would. I could. I'd like that, or I'd let Cancelo like do something like a. You know, Traveller or something. Outside like of that. the boot. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Rabona <laughs> finish or something. Yeah, that, that would be good. Uh, yeah, as we already mentioned, PSG smashed Maccabi Haifa 7 2. A uh, bit of bit of uh, embarrassment of riches for PSG. Messi and Mbappe have been scoring a lot of like highlight real goals lately. They're really turning it on, even though Mbappe's trying to leave. I never know how to take this. Like, is the 7 2 win against Maccabi Haifa good? Okay. Should you have conceded two goals? Maybe not. Messi on form? Sure. Is Mbappe doing well? Sure. Like, it just feels like run of the mill all the time with them that I don't know whether to praise it or not. I'll just give Messi his praise for the outside the foot finish because, yeah, mm. that, was, that was sick. That was absolutely sick. That was yeah. lovely. Yeah. So. I, I want to have an argument with Mohamed right now, even though he's not here. Okay, I'll um, pretend to be him. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think I think that's pretty much how it goes. That's close. It's a good impression. Um he mentioned today that the two goals that PSG conceded they shouldn't have conceded. And the problem is that the defense in the midfield is still shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why they don't win anything. And my my issue with that is they bought a lot of good players in those positions like it I, like i just don't think it's personnel like the midfield today was fabian ruiz renato sanchez and vitinha like it's a very good midfield and then they had i mean ramos is 100 but marquinhos is actually very good hakimi is one of the best wing backs in the world donnarumma is one of the best keepers and juan bernat is juan bernat but the point being like this is not a personnel issue surely it's a your front three don't do any defending. And so as a team, how can you possibly defend properly? I, I think that's definitely the case and that what that front three contributes is like you're asking the rest of them to do all their work. And so you definitely cannot have a pressing game. Screw that. Like that's never <laughs> happening. Um, but then again, I think some other people are not pulling their weight and specifically Hakimi has just not been very good. Like it's been a long time since he's even going into last season since he's been actually very good at all. Um, so I, I think they have to figure that out, and that's a coaching thing. But they're playing better than they were under Pochettino, that's for sure. Yep. I, don't, I don't think that's up for debate. Can Are they robust enough? Like, like you know, I, I guess we always go back to can they win the Champions League because it's PSG and nothing else matters, really. Yeah. And even beating Maccabi Haifa 7-2 doesn't matter. But we, in, in the context of it, are they robust enough to say stop a if they ever played Man City in the finals stop them no like a fit Holland would destroy all of them like, like I, that doesn't impress me are they gonna beat Real Madrid no I don't I don't, I don't see that and I then, don't even think they'd beat Chelsea to be honest uh, you know what Potter will probably do some tactical madness like, <laughs> like, like you know how many formations against them and then there's always Bayern Munich always around so they have to decide what they want to be, in my opinion. Do you want to be this marketing entity? Which is fine. That's okay. That's absolutely okay. I have no grudges against you for that. Like, Or do you want to be a serious football operation for which you have to lose one of at least one of the yeah. nasty Mbappe-Neymar group? Yeah. Well, know. we know which one they'd rather lose, but it's just impossible. So. Yeah. And also, he's, he's doing not. pretty well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's doing just fine. There's Neymar um, for the record. He's doing really yeah. well. Yeah. Um, speaking of Real Madrid, they lost 3-1 to RB Leipzig, but it, like, they, it didn't matter at all. They didn't take Benzema. I don't think Modric or Valverde even traveled. Like They just didn't give a shit about this game, and it showed because they were yeah. kind of battered by Leipzig. 
they don't care. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and then AC Milan smashing, was it uh, Dinamo? I think. I, I literally can't read my notes, which is a yes, problem. Yes, Dinamo yes. Zabra, Okay. Um, Milan are just they're just a good team, man. I I really enjoy watching them or watching their highlights. Let's be real. Yeah, that definitely their highlights. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's Champions League. Uh, as I said, Real Madrid qualified, City qualified, Chelsea qualified. A whole bunch more games in the other groups tomorrow. Um, I've just I found it, you know, very difficult to be that interested in the group stage. I have to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it also doesn't help that we're both Thursday league teams. Uh, <laughs> ours are. Like, I know it's easier for you when you, you guys were not even in Europe, and then it's like, oh, okay, I'll I'll watch Wednesday, then Tuesday. But now you have no impetus to do that because it's just Thursdays to look forward to. Sly so, dig. Yeah. Sly. It's, it's, you're top of the league. What else can I do, mate? Come on. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, All right. Well, you know, I'll throw you a bone. We'll start with the Premier League. Um, and uh, Arsenal drew a game, so that that must have uh, been very, very pleasing for you. Listen, man, I'll be honest. So I was in church, right? Mm. And uh, I usually put my phone on Do Not Disturb so I can focus on the mission here. Um, but <laughs> I saw that you guys were playing, and every now and then I was opening, <laughs> opening the, the scores to be like. God damn it! Oh, Arsenal scored! Ah! And then I was like, <laughs> literally when when uh, I saw that Southampton had scored, oh, I had a heavenly experience. <laughs> <laughs> you looked up at the big man. I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Because so, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for confirmation of the decline. And then, and then it, I smiled because I then saw a tweet about what your January to April looks like. And I was like, don't worry about it. We're good. What does it look like? <laughs> Like apparently it's like I, like I haven't seen it. I just I just heard of it. Apparently it's like a mess of like all big games back to back to back and something like that. So well, makes sense. I haven't had that many so far, so they've got to they've got to appear at some point. Um, well, this is one of those. Spurs, he did beat Liverpool. He did lose to Man United, but <laughs> yeah. uh huh. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, in the course of this game, I wouldn't expect it to be Southampton who would derail you. No, so someone did tweet that that would happen as well. So you know, it's this was Listen. more bad finishing from you guys than anything else. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say there are enough people tweeting enough things that you know someone <laughs> someone will have predicted everything, right? It's like the monkeys can type Shakespeare sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, to be honest, I was quite impressed by Southampton. Like Arsenal did their thing that they do, which is they came out of the blocks absolutely flying, played some really nice football, created a bunch of chances, scored in the first ten minutes, and then should have scored a couple more. And honestly, like Gabriel Jesus started the season like an absolute house on fire. He's missing chances now. We were talking about Aubameyang earlier. Jesus is kind of in the same boat in the last few weeks. Like he's missing chances that he should really be scoring and that he was scoring earlier in the season. And it's, I mean, it literally costing Arsenal points. You know, he missed a couple of good chances, very good chances in this game that would have put the game completely out of sight. Um, and when those didn't go in, Southampton, A, changed their shape, went 3-5-2 or some variation of that. Um which really helped and B just like gained in confidence as the match went on. And honestly, they played really well for the rest of the game. I was mm -hmm. quite impressed. Didn't think they had it in their locker, to be honest. I, th I feel like they, like they can only do this like once every two, like two months or something like that. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, they, they're not good enough to, to keep, to keep this kind of thing up. 
Um, but yeah, they they were more resolute in the second half. I thought they were a physical presence um, against you they, guys. They did get away with some shit. Yeah, and uh, to, like, how else are you going to play Arsenal right now? You, yeah. you need to get in their faces, get a bit rough. It's a try, tried and tested way <laughs> for, for decades. <laughs> like it, it's it's not rocket science, right? Like it, it's, it's still football works. heritage, if anything. Yeah, as long as you can stop Partey from being an enforcer, you're fine. Like it's it's okay. But um, I wanted to ask you how 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 does it feel to see Granite Shaka being a good, but be like an attacking outlet? Because Mans had a had a really good chance. In fact, let me not say it was a good chance. He made that chance out of like some weird, disgusting angle. And I was like, <laughs> if he scores this, like I was going to have an aneurysm. And but then the goal was just another sweeping finish. Like, come on, mate. on like, his weaker foot. So here's here's the here's the question our listeners want to want to want answered, Alex. Uh-huh. Is the beef over? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. What's the point of me letting it go now? I've I've held this. He's been here since what, 2015? Like it's seven years, buddy. I might as well. That's like a significant portion of my life. <laughs> he's like you're scoring goals, and it's like that meme where you're like smiling, and then all of a sudden you're like. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, like I can't. There's nothing that I can take away from him. He's playing the best football of his life. Um, he's scoring goals. He's doing like tricks and flicks. I don't know if you saw how much of the game you saw, but he was like doing flicks around the corner. He's he's basically turned into a completely different player. It's insane. Um, and he deserves credit for that. And Arteta deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, but I just I just will never like him. <laughs> just can't, man. It's too ingrained. I, I respect it. I, I respect a good agenda. I, I, <laughs> we need more of that in this world. I'm not even sure I have any control over this agenda at this point. It's just, <laughs> just it is what it is. Um, Tottenham one, Newcastle two. Uh, saw this coming an absolute mile off. Um, Spurs have been shit lately. Newcastle have been incredibly impressive. Um, and I just want to ask you what you think of the job Eddie Howe has done. Like, obviously, it's been good. But where do you rate it? Because I was listening to um, 606 on the weekend, which is always a bit mental. But people mm-hmm. were calling in, and a Newcastle fan called in, and he was like, how is the best manager in the league? And and the guy was like, yeah, but you're... I think it was Robbie Savage. He was like, yeah, but you got you know Pep Guardiola and Jürgen Klopp. And the point that the guy made was like, yeah, but Pep Guardiola has never taken a team who are literally bottom and turned them into a top four team next season and there's not really any argument you can say to that because Pep just never needed to take that job right Mm. but it was an interesting thought I I think I think I've been on record to say I I always respect managers that take difficult jobs and do wonders out of those jobs and some people could say but they have a bottom pit of money but they really haven't spent it like that right like Isak aside 60 million for him and don't think he's even played that much because he's been injured they really haven't gone overboard. They've actually built the team kind of smartly and almost on the cheap in some sense. You know, like, not on the cheap, but you know what I mean. Like, they, they, Hope, they Hope haven't broken the bank. You know? Hope was a bargain. Dan Byrne was pretty cheap. Yeah. Like, Trippier was, they, I mean, Atletico Madrid 
quarter United forty million per trip here. They got him for <laughs> what? You know, it, like literally two months apart. They, that, that was that was what he went for. So I respect the business that they've done. To be quite quite honest, honestly, and, even even um, Bruno Guimaraes, like they got him for what thirty five forty ish. If you were to sell him now, it would be almost double. Yeah, like it, it, they saw an opportunity and went for that one. I still don't like. Other teams spend spend more money. Like other teams, even below them, spent more money. Like that's that's not a concern to me. Like you know, people want someone wants to buy Anthony Gordon for sixty million. Like I think I prefer what Newcastle are doing, <laughs> basically. And Eddie Howe is doing a a brilliant job. Like to be in the top four hunt right now. I know it's very early, mm. and you know they played one more game than Chelsea United. Fine, um, and Fulham are only three points below. Which is another thing we should talk about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, agendas. Yes. But he's done a great job. And I always respect managers that do, that take the more difficult thing, which is why people always talk about Pep being his visionary, which he is. Absolutely, he is. But to me, when you talk about, I know it's a bit of a deviation, the pantheon of British Premier League managers, I always go Ferguson and I even go Wenger because what Wenger did for Arsenal, mm-hmm. like, they weren't horrifically shit, but like they were not. They weren't a top team. Yeah, they were like point. six or something like that. And then Ferguson the United is a whole thing altogether. And mm-hmm. Aberdeen, I, I respect that more. Like, and, and those two managers did it with a squad more. of alcoholics. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> absolute, absolute alcoholics. And then like winning the Champions League with a bunch of bunch of crazy loon loon bags is is crazy. <laughs> like these are things that impress me. Like. Mm. And Eddie Howe right now, if he ended the season with Newcastle in the top four, which I agree is unlikely, but if he was able to do that, you're looking at a unbelievable season where he has to be manager of the year, and that has to be one of the most impressive managerial feats to me since Claudio Ranieri won the league with Leicester. Yeah. I, th- I think that may well be true. I think people will kind of poor scorn on that because of who Newcastle are and because of the access to money that they have. And let's see what they do in January, right? Like if they go out and spend another, I don't don't even know from an FFP standpoint how much they can spend. They say it's not that much, but like it's probably bollocks. If they go out and spend another 50, 100 million in January to strengthen and they finish top four, it's going to feel very different than if they do it with the squad that they have now. But even if they're in the conversation, it's a job seriously well done. Because you look at that, that team and like, Almiron was, you know, I know Mo loves him and saw potential there. But the fact is, his first year or two in the Premier League, he was completely useless. Yeah. Um, and now he's one of the best attacking players in the league at, at, at present. Um, Jacob Murphy is playing a role. Fabian Scher was a, 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 you know, a championship level centre-back. He's doing absolutely fine. Like, he's getting serious performances out of players that he has no right to do. So Joel Linton. Like yeah, that's that's all we need to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's great. He's <laughs> Who great. cost like him. forty million like before they even had Saudi Arabia money or something like that. Yeah, that so, was a Steve Bruce purchase. But like, yeah. imagine I I actually think that it's possible that Steve Bruce first played him in midfield, and that Howard just continued it and has made it even better. Like I think that's possible. I would need a Newcastle fan to confirm or deny. But the idea of the conversation where where the club that bought you for £40 million as a striker sits you down and is like, listen, <laughs> you, you clearly cannot shoot 
or score goals. So we're going to put you in midfield, all right? Like, that's that's not an easy conversation to have. No, it's not. And and I appreciate the fact that he took it on in stride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, well, I'm here now, you know. Um, Mohamed would not forgive me if I if I skipped over Hugo Lloris being an absolute dingbat for the first goal. I don't know what, what the hell he was thinking, but he came out and used his groin to try and clear the ball, which wasn't very sensible. Um, then he thought he got fouled. Like, what? what no, no, no. He, he knew he didn't get fouled, it's, but it's just very embarrassing at that point. So you, have to, <laughs> you have to appeal for something, right? Um, but what I will say is Callum Wilson, like that wasn't an easy finish at all. And no. Callum Wilson was brilliant. I, I I think he is playing like when he's on it, he <clears throat> he's virtually unplayable. Like when he's mm-hmm. on it, and that's that's interesting to say about a guy who plays for Newcastle, like and isn't Alan Shearer. <laughs> like yeah. he's he's really un- unplayable on his day. He's he's very very good. If not for injuries, he I think his his ceiling was very high without without the injuries. Personally, yeah, absolutely. Um. Could get a cheeky England call up. I mean, you're looking at it. You know, we we love Tammy on this pod, but he's not having the season he was having last time. Mm-hmm. Ivan Tony, probably, you he could does. argue he deserves to be there. He does. Um, Kane will obviously be first choice. Uh, you, what, what are you thinking? You probably could take three. Uh if they're going. To- if they're like the strikers, and it depends how you see them, but if they're taking strikers, they're gonna take Kane hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. They're gonna take Rashford and use him as a sub striker. That's that's what they did in Euro twenty. What was the last one? Twenty twenty. Yeah. They'll do that again. Uh, and then I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, I think he'll take Tony. He's fourth top striker in the league right now. I think he's got a few call-ups here and there. I don't know if Wilson has, and you know how Southgate likes his guys. Yeah, um, Those might be the three, and then, like, somebody who might be used as, like, a makeshift striker somewhere. <laughs> I don't remember who I'm thinking of right now, but yeah, I think it would be those three uh, for from the from the forward. I think he took Ings last time or something like that. Uh, wow. Euro, but I don't, I don't see that happening. That, so. Yeah, no. Uh, he he likes Watkins as well. Um, no, it was actually speaking speak, speaking of which, um, <laughs> speaking of uh, both Watkins and agendas, uh, Steve Gerard Gerard. <laughs> he slips has, on his fork. <laughs> he's given the job to Unai Emery. Um, good evening. A good evening, everyone. Yeah, I mean Gerard had to go. He had to go. It was absolutely horrendous what what Aston Villa were doing. The fans hated him. The players clearly hated him. The second he left, they battered Brentford four one. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. 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 What a fool. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 personally very happy he failed. I had an agenda from the beginning. Uh, Mohaned thought he was the next uh, Bill Shankly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm really happy he fails because we wouldn't have heard the end of it. Uh, also, Carver Lewis maybe might go depending on fitness. Um, but what? Uh, oh, England, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we we wouldn't have heard the end of that nonsense. So I'm I'm very very happy that 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 has failed. He has uh, as I'm gonna go on the in, go in my Twitter bag. <laughs> 
uh, mm. today and uh, say that he has a worse win percentage than Gary Neville did at Valencia, which means that he is the worst manager I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Holy shit. Is that actually true? Yes, he has 32% win rate while Gary Neville actually had 35%. That's insane. He just won that game against Everton, didn't he? That was it. That was the only game he won. Basically. Yeah, and then he like strutted off as if he'd completed football. Yeah. Well, I can see how the players didn't like him. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, the other thing is that, like, you can be that if you're also extremely charismatic and can back it up. But he's not charismatic. Like, he's boring as hell. You know? I, you know what? I, I think that... Uh, and and by the way, I rate, it, I rate him as an excellent football player. Of course. In, during, during his career, right? He was absolutely brilliant. But I'm starting to think that, like, Zidane aside, these excellent football players are really shit. Like, you know, <laughs> Thierry Henry was a shit manager and oh, probably mate. never be a manager again. Javi is really looking suspicious under the light right now. <laughs> really suspicious under the light. Um, I can't think of one. I mean, Zidane is obviously, like, um, an enigma here. Mm-hmm. But I also think he's really smart. Like, He's never like, going to let us know. We'll like, never find out. No, he's he's not he's not gonna take a shit job. Like, you know what I mean? He's been at Real Madrid, did the four in a row, whatever it was that he did. Like, he can do whatever he wants to now. He's in the, he's in that position where you can actually never know if he's shit or like yeah. the team carried him or if he had tactics or not. It doesn't even matter. He achieved what he achieved. He's a goat. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. He knows he knows exactly what he's doing. He is not gonna take any job until the France job is is available, which it will be after this World Cup because France are imploding before the damn things even started. He'll take that job. He'll probably do pretty well. And if he doesn't, it's international football. Like Only one team can win the bloody World Cup, right? Yeah. Um, and he'll probably do the job like with, you know, his lilac hoodie on and shisha on the side. Yeah. Uh, absol- absolute genius, that man. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Like, imagine Juventus tried, wanted him to do this job. He's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> You think I'm coming in and managing Weston McKinney? Get out of here. <laughs> um, Wolves, no. Last... Oh, wait, sorry. Before we move on from Aston Villa. Unai Emery. I tell you what, I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on this a little bit. Like My instant reaction was like, I remember his time at Arsenal and it all descended into a bit of a joke because he couldn't speak English. And far be it... I mean, it was funny, right? The good evening stuff, it was funny for a bit. And then it got a bit weird yeah um and far be it from any of us to criticize anyone else's second language right Mm -hmm. on the other hand being a manager in a language that you can't speak is basically impossible like it's really really difficult especially for someone who has the reputation of being all over the details extremely detailed guy plans everything down to a t multiple game plans in case of various situations happening like you have to be able to communicate that um, and he's been a brilliant manager in Spain, in Spanish. And unless he's been studying English, which maybe he has been, it's just tricky to see it being much better this time. But if he can, then it's an amazing appointment because he's a much better manager than Villa would have got otherwise. Um, I, I think this is a paycheck move for him. I, I don't see why you do this other other than like you know that this team is desperate and they're gonna spend a lot of cash on you. Um, I think he coming in there 
if they have money to spend in the transfer market, unlike what Arsenal did to him, which was, you know, stiff arm him for players that he wanted. And yeah, I was going to say, we spent money just not on people he asked for. <laughs> yeah, you're on like plan B guys. And he's like, who the hell is Pepe? I don't want this shit. Like, <laughs> you know, that, that's what you did to him. I don't think um, Aston Villa have the gravitas to do that to Unai Emery, who's won like, God knows how many Europa leagues and whatever. So I think, I think he sees the clout that, you know, um, that he possesses that Gerard didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, I think a lot was made of that English stuff. I'm not sure that's really a thing. Like the players literally said that they had a hard time understanding what the hell he was asking. Yeah, them to most of these players don't speak English anyway. Like, yeah, they do. Come on. The Lacazette speaks better English than Unai. <laughs> like by Ryan a mile. Can, can speak French. So he can just talk to Lacazette now. Like, that's true. I, actually, I, Emery does speak French. Yeah. I, I get it. But like, I just feel like if like, I guess it's the question is to what end? Because then, then what? Like, did did Leeds just did they not do well under Bielsa for a while? Like, I know it ended up being shit, but I'm not going to blame his lack of English for that. It's just it was no, but he work. had he I had said it was never going to work. That's a different. Thing. He had a translator literally joined at the hip with a megaphone. Like, <laughs> I guess when I can do that, that's fine. <laughs> Give us a good evening and then have you have your translator do the rest. Like, there you go. Fine. There you go. Uh, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how that goes. Um, Liverpool lost 1-0 to Forest, which was quite funny because they looked like they might be getting a bit back into a bit of form. And then they lost 1-0 to a team who literally haven't been able to score goals or win football games. Listen, uh, that City game was a misnomer, very clearly. They're not back. Salah is not back either. Um, they're shit. and But also, they're hurt. They're injured. And I think we've said this time and time again. They've ha- operated with a small squad for years. Yes. This whole thing of them getting 97 points, great. We know what your ceiling is. Your ceiling is actually very, very high as a mm-hmm. team. But, like, they, unlike City, cannot operate this way. <laughs> like, like, consistently. You ha- Unless they refresh the squad. If you're going to do this small squad thing, you have to refresh it over, over time. Like, Salah cannot be relied upon anymore. Van Dijk... I don't know what he's doing these days. Like, you need... Who's the next guy that's going to push Van Dijk out the team? Right? Who's the next guy that Salah has to look over his shoulder for and could potentially arrest him? Like, that's what they need to do. Like, it's 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 very concerning for me long-term because I don't know where they go next season. I, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's... It's not that they haven't refreshed the squad at all. They've just done it in a in a slightly odd way. So like they bought Diaz, who I still have reservations about, but you know, whatever. As a guy to add to your stable of attackers, great. But it and for a while last season they had Diaz and Mane and Jota and Firmino and Salah, and you were like, holy shit, this is a lot of really good attackers. Mm-hmm. But then Mane left. Mm-hmm. Um, and Salah obviously hasn't been in great form this season and Firmino you know is having a great season but everyone knows he's going at the end of the season um, but really it's the midfield and right back that that bother me as, as just as someone who like takes an interest in kind of like squad building and, and how teams put themselves together I don't understand how they've gone for years without any alternative to Trent at right back. They had Nico Williams, decent player, sold mm-hmm. him, even though they don't have an alternative to Trent. And this season they've ended up playing Milner there. And that means like in the Forest game, the midfield was Fabinho, Harvey Elliott, and Curtis Jones. 
Fabinho is having a bad season. And the other two are very promising young players. But, you know, th- this is Liverpool. You're trying to get 99 points. You can't, going into games like this with Milner at right back and a couple of kids, you'll never win anything with kids. Obviously bollocks. But you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. You, this isn't good enough. When they lost Fijnaldum because he wanted money, that was fair enough. But his influence in that midfield was horribly underrated, in my opinion. Yes. Then you have to mimic that. And I don't think that you get that done with Thiago, who's a good player, but I don't think he's earth-shattering in this Liverpool side. Then Fabinho was one of the best defensive midfielders in the world, but then you need still an engine. Mm-hmm. And they're asking Henderson to be that engine. And I just never thought he was that good. <laughs> so it's like, it's that, it's that. And then young kids, like they needed something else. Naby is not a human being as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what the hell like, that guy is. Yeah. Like, you, they need it. They really, and I, and I understand why they're linked with Bellingham. Because oh, 100%. that's exactly what that, like fits the profile of what they need exactly. It's yeah. to a T. Like if they're not willing to spend hundred million on him, then just go away. Like I, I don't, I don't understand. They need that so much if they're going to progress. And to me, that defense. I know they spent forty million on Konate. I get it, but he's had a bad injury record before Liverpool. We we yeah. knew this. So Matip is old. Van Dijk is old. Konate is injury prone, which we all knew. Gomez, is, point, Gomez. That, Gomez is an idiot. Like <laughs> that's just really bad squad building. Like, all in all, and to your point, Trent. Trent is at an important point in his career. I know that he's young, but he's been told that he's the next best thing since God knows what. If he can't mentally recover from what is looking like a shit season, you need to have a plan B here. And mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Like you, Like, I think it's bad and a bad idea to just hope that Trent figures it out. <laughs> I, I agree, I, I and I, I don't really, I don't really blame him because, as I said, like there hasn't been another right back at Liverpool for years, and they've played in every competition. They've gone deep in every competition. They basically, what was it? Was it last season? They played every possible game that they could have because yeah. they got to like three finals and and pushed the league. Yeah, like the guy has played way too much football for someone his age. He's only twenty three, for God's sake. He's played mm-hmm. way too much football, like. Even if you had someone like Nico Williams or, or you know, any, fr- frankly, anyone, mm-hmm. there, you're telling me there aren't enough games where Liverpool have been like two or three goals ahead. They couldn't have taken Trent off for the last half hour. Like, the guy just needs to have played less football. It, it, it's insane. I'm not surprised that he's having a drop off. It's crazy. And then, and then when, you, when you think of it as well, right? Like, he had a, the last couple of years of just like, even statistically, just being nuts. And I've always said his defending is trash. That isn't that did not change. Like he didn't become a shit defender overnight. He's been a shit defender no. for years. But what we always said was the attacking capabilities make up for it. But then you have other people fill in, you know, to do the defensive work. When those players aren't doing it, then you're elevating the shitty defensive <laughs> yeah. um, uh, capabilities of his. And when his attack, like. A right back having that many assists is just not sustainable year in, year out, over like a five, six year period. It's not. Like yeah. it's it's just absolutely not. Teams are gonna figure it out. It's you're also not as close to the goal. Like these things, it's a wonderful 
little period that he had like this, but it's never going to be sustainable. So what's your plan? Like, <laughs> what is the plan moving forward? It's it's amazing that they've let this go this long. Yeah. I'm just thinking the other thing is if they had another right back, Trent could play some some games in midfield, which would, A, give him something new to do, which might be useful, and B, you know, the midfield would be better. Anyway, that's enough. Um, Chelsea won, Manchester United won. United are, like, good at the moment. It's a bit disconcerting to to the neutral. Uh, like, the last two games, the Spurs game, the Chelsea game, United have, have appeared to be at the level of the top five or six, which they haven't in a while. Yeah. Um, these were the first... So, when you look at these big games back-to-back, these were the first two games where they've had, uh, like back-to-back games in a long time um, against big op- big six opposition where they've um, had the majority of possession, like back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very clear to me in these two games, Spurs, United dominated that game start to finish. There was no hope for Spurs in that, in that game whatsoever. Um, there were periods of domination against Liverpool, but that, that switched over. And yeah. the same thing with Arsenal, that switched over. Even Chelsea, I thought... Though the second half was a bit slow and tedious, United did dominate the passages of play for the most part. Chelsea got a penalty, which was a bit boneheaded by McTominay, like his aggro gangster <laughs> it's behavior. Gonna, it's gonna happen. Him. Like it was, it was gonna exactly. It was gonna happen one day. Uh, I'm very glad that United got the equalizer in the last minute. A draw was deserved just because United didn't take chance that they had. Like, Anthony should have scored his fourth goal in that first half. Um, but the main takeaway for me, there are two takeaways from this game, which is one, well, three. One in Sander Martinez is brilliant. Like, absolutely brilliant. It's annoyingly um, good, yeah. Second, Casemiro has been really, really good in this period. I know they won four in a row with McTominay in the middle, but Casemiro has really been influential. And third, when Luke Shaw wants to play football, <laughs> mm-hmm. Luke Shaw is really, really, really good. When he when he, when he's when his brain is there, when he's fit, he's not eating so much. Like when everything comes together, and it took little Tyrell Malassia, who's actually not all that good, but it, <laughs> it, 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 it took Malassia to push him a little bit for mm. him because oh, those these these games he's been absolutely outstanding, and, and he's just able to cross the ball and make things happen. Like he's by far and away England's best left back. Like like by he far, has, yeah. he has been very good. I I think it's it's easy. It occurred to me, I was thinking about this while watching the game, that you can, it's hard to remember sometimes, you know, a couple of seasons ago, how good he was, but I thought about it in FPL terms and I was like, he was a lock, like all season as mm-hmm. the, as, as one of your defenders. Mm-hmm. And I know FPL is a bit stupid, but it does give you an indication of form, right? Like if, if, if everyone in the world is leaving this player in their defense all season, it tells you how good they are. Um, yeah. I just, I, I want to talk about Casemiro because well, Martinez as well, both have both have proved me wrong in different senses. Um, Martinez at no point, like I've never seen enough of him to know whether he was good or not. It felt like United overpaid. Um, I, think that's probably still legit but my my assertion was that they didn't need another center back and it seemed like an awful lot of money to spend on someone in a position where you had Lindelof you had Varane you had um 
what's his name? Nice. Maguire. But he is actually he's improved upon all of those guys, like quite substantially so far. Yeah, I, I like the funny thing is like I agree with you in that they it didn't feel like they needed one, but the season Varane came, I think the season before, United had targeted so many left-footed centre-backs. Remember there was, the, there was the links with Gabriel Magaish, and then there was Badia Chile. Like, that's what they wanted, because they wanted to build from the back and needed a left-footer. But they, they, they couldn't get one, so they used Maguire on the left. Because of all the centre-backs there, aside from Sandro, he's the best on the ball. So put Maguire on the left, when he's really a, supposed to be on the right. So in that sense, I understand the need has been there for a few years in terms of the club has wanted it. And I think mm-hmm. Eric just has wanted it as well. So it it, it, it meshes. Right. But did they overpay? Absolutely. And my problem with Casemiro, Lissandro, and Anthony has, was always twofold. One, definitely overpaid. So if the club said that they wanted to get rid of this overpaying United tax, overpaying thing, they're never going to get rid of it now no. <laughs> because they overpaid. But then the second thing was, it was scary to me that when we're thinking about the club revamping itself, that you're going to go with a manager's recommendation and clearly you've not scouted any of them. <laughs> like you know, right. These were not part of your plans, right? And then like you've literally gone, with, except for Casemiro maybe, but even that's dodgy. But you've done, it's effectively just go with what the manager says instead of, you know, the Michael Edwards of Liverpool thing or, you know, how City did it did it for Pep where it's by the, the whole department or whatever. Yeah. I'm still scared of that. I hope it still don't want that moving forward, but it has worked out. And Eric is now starting to get his teams play the way that he wants them to, um, by virtue of sacking Ronaldo, at least for now, and getting, <laughs> you know, the team to press through through Rashford and through the rest of the team. Why is he back in training already, this dick? Uh, Rashford is exhausted. Martial is just coming back from injury, not match fit. They he probably feels that he needs that body because Rashford had no substitute against Chelsea. He had to come mm-hmm. off, and then they had to play like Bruno Fernandez false nine or something. No one wants to see that. No. Yeah, yeah. But he's also been very good, actually, as well. I think he's he's hero balling a lot less, which offends my sensibilities. <laughs> um, and being very team oriented, still creating the most chance in the league, and the team's clearly missing those chances. Um, Okta did a whole thing about who who's the most contrib- contributes the most of any player to attacking intent, uh, and Bruno is widely ahead of anybody, even Kevin De Bruyne. It's just no one finishes his chances. Probably Ronaldo messing them up, but yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, where was Donny Van der Beek on that chart? Uh, in hell. <laughs> He's literally disappeared, man. He he has, to be honest, he has been injured. But even before he was injured, Eric looked at him and was like, "No, like it's incredible." It four games, and people are making jokes that like at least Ole gave him five minute runouts. Ole <laughs> <laughs> gave us proof of life. <laughs> Eric is like, I don't do nationality here, bro. <laughs> That's actually unreal. He's going to have to go back to Holland. There's nothing else for it. Yeah. Um, we'll rattle through the last few games. Uh, Wolves lost 4-0 to Leicester. I mean, that given the season Leicester's had, that shows you how bad Wolves are right now. And they haven't been able to hire a manager, which is hilarious. I think they should just give the job to Diego Costa. It would make n- no difference. Uh, so, 
Might, might as well. Uh, it just opens up the Ruben Neves market, so long may they be shit. Fair enough. Uh, speaking of shit, Leeds 2, Fulham 3. Oh, you wanted to talk about Fulham. Uh, they're really good at the moment. Two things. Mitrovic is the third highest striker in the league. Wonderful. I, I love that for him. I don't know why I like him. I, I love that for him. Uh, and Andreas Pereira is actually playing really well. The guy... I'm shocked by that. You, this is going to sound really stupid, but he's really good at kicking a football. Like... <laughs> His delivery, both set piece and and in in play, is unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. Technique was never his problem. We used to call him preseason Pirlo at United <laughs> because in preseason he would score like howitzers, and you're like, how can someone kick a football like this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, the, like to your point, the technique of it. His goals were always thunder bastards right. or like something mad. He never scored like a shit goal. And you're like, why can't you just do this in the like in when right. it matters? Like now he seems to be. I think he's found his position. Aim for Mitrovic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and and it seems to be working for him. I, well, I'm, I'm we, happy for that guy. Really we all better hope that uh, he doesn't join City because he'll have an even bigger fucking target man to aim his aim his crosses at. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for, you said Fulham are three Seven. points behind Newcastle. So they've played the same number of games and they're three points behind. So you know they have what? 18, Newcastle have 21. We gave Marco Silva years of shit. And I think, to be honest, justifiably, but he's he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, West Ham 2, Bournemouth 0. No, West Ham have been kind of coming back into form recently. Um, Bournemouth have been doing well, but uh, yeah, Mo- Moise's men are, are starting to get in, snap into life. Yeah, I, well done. I'm happy for him. I, I, I kind of want him to be at West Ham forever. I, I feel like he needs happiness so uh, and long-term sustained happiness. So I'm happy for them as well. I think you're right. I think there's no better club that he's going to get and they're probably not going to get any better a manager. So yeah, lifetime yeah. contract, Pardew levels. Uh, Everton 3, Palace 0. Listen, man. Uh, don't, don't, don't say it, man. Just don't say it. The... <laughs> don't, just don't, just don't. Alex Iwobi's balling out. He really is, man. And it's annoying the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> Did you see that back that back heel assist? Who do you think you are, Alex Iwobi? <laughs> Who do you think you are? He's Confidence so flowing well. through his veins, mate. Do you, do you want me to put an end to it? Because yes. I can. Yes. I'll put him in my fantasy team. It will all end immediately. I, I really can't wait for you to do that. I can't <laughs> wait. This is unreal. Unreal stuff. Oh, I, my goodness. I, You know, Everton did well. Good for them. I, I don't know what Palace are doing at the moment. They're such a weird team, man. Like, at home, they're such a different proposition. Yeah, um, Vieira is seemingly falling into his hearts and... Like, like, you know what? Great for a season, but you can't escape the Palace, clearly. So. Apparently not. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll leave it there. We we only intended to do half an hour today, but here we go. Yeah. Fifteen. Uh, quick mention minutes. for Holland inevitability and scoring oh, yeah. and Allison assists. So right. Allison said, Edison, whatever you can do, I can do better. He probably just watched the footage of the goal and like watched it on loop, like Homelander and, and the boys <laughs> with. And uh, I was like, I can do this. <laughs> I completely forgot City 3, Brighton 1. Who was the defender that he absolutely abused on that? Was it Dunk or Duffy or one of them? 
I have to check. I thought it was Dunk. And if you can abuse Dunk like that, that's madness. My God. I mean, it was just, it was brutal. Like, I just felt awkward watching it. Yeah. I felt bad for the man, to be honest. Yeah. But not that bad, because obviously, <laughs> Captain Harland, so. Yes. <laughs> yes. Standard. Uh, yeah. Good shout. Anyway, all right. We'll leave it there, Bernie. Thank you very much. Uh, despite your t-shirt, don't work too hard. And uh, we'll catch up again in a bit. All right, my man. Peace. Ciao.